the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, in the midst of this extremely congested social media landscape of Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, and the like, you know, I have to wonder if you've ever heard the expression, Reader's Digest Condensation. Well, for those of you who may or may not be aware, Reader's Digest is a monthly magazine with probably the largest circulation of any magazine in the world. Uh, It was first published in 1922, and it's known for taking articles of interest from other magazines, condensing them and cutting them down to give you the gist of what those articles are saying. So tonight we bring you part nine in our own new series, a Reader's Digest, Condensation and Contrast of the Book of Ephesians, chapters one through six. And in this condensation and contrast, you will learn how to strengthen your Christian walk while understanding more about the enemy of our souls and how to defeat him. So stay tuned. Buckle up and get ready, for we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed. And thank you so much for that wonderful, challenging introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry O. Buckner, and we trust that you will be blessed and encouraged uh, in the Lord uh, today and uh, every day. So as Brother Gary has said, we are dealing with this uh, book of Ephesians, and we trust that it's been a real blessing to you and has encouraged you and convicted you to really get into it and get the word of God into you. <clears throat> and, you know, I want to keep things off by saying this. A lot of times why God can't bless us the way he wants to, it's because, and I want you to make note of these two words. It's because the first word is condition. We allow our conditionings, whatever that might be. It could be of Satan. It could be of the flesh. It can be of the world. It can be addictions. It can be just laziness. We let our conditions get in the way. Now, this is the second word, the position. And when we position ourselves in Christ, then great things happen, but we 
allow a lot of times, and notice how these two words sound alike. We allow our condition to get in the way of the position. And you have to make the choice right now, not tomorrow, not the next day, to choose to work in the position, the position of Christ, and keep yourself in the position, and then God will overtake the condition. But a lot of us, we're allowing our condition to overtake the position. And you need to repent of that and make sure that you repent and say, Lord, I have allowed my conditions to get in the way of the position. And when we do that, we lose out on not only the blessings of God, but we lose out on the power of God. See, when you get into the uh, position, that's a P, right? Then God gives you another P, which is power. We need power in, or, in order to overcome the evil one because we are in a battle. And it tells us in Ephesians chapter six that the evil day is coming and it's coming upon all, all of us. And we got to position ourselves with the full armor of God on. If you allow your condition to take you away from the full armor of God, you will become a doomed casualty. The enemy will manipulate you and use you and abuse you. And sometimes the enemy will even kill you. And we see this happening with people all the time. Now, I've been uh, in this series talking about a contrast versus conflict. Two powerful words. And throughout not only the book of Ephesians, but throughout Paul's ministry in the Lord, he always contrasting uh, stuff with conflict. And you got to know the difference. And you got to get into the power. Because once you get into the position, then you are positioning yourself for the power. Now, I want to make a contrast uh, tonight uh, with God's power and Satan's power. And I want you to make note of this and understand it from a biblical perspective. Now, uh, on my chart, I have it set up like this. Uh, under God, this is the chart, under God. God, number one, God is infinite in power. That means that he is omnipotent, meaning all-powerful. Now, uh, across the chart is Satan. The devil and demons, in parentheses, are finite. See, God is infinite, and the devil and demons are finite beings and therefore limited in power. So God is almighty. Satan is mighty, but God is almighty. All power is in his hand. And when you position yourselves with God's power, omnipotent power, you're unstoppable against the devil, the flesh, and the world. Secondly, under God, with this chart, I have the power of God can create life. And then under Satan, the devil cannot create life. Uh, he fake, fake it to make it. 
but God doesn't have to fake it to make it. God creates life. You don't see anything in the Bible about in the beginning, the devil created. No, no, not at all. Only God can do that. Uh, the devil's in the business of imitation, and that's what he did. But uh, the Magi, during the time of Moses, imitated with the serpents. But he's just an imitator. He's not a creator. And that's the difference in the contrast and the conflict. Thirdly, under this chart, God has the power to raise the dead. Under Satan, the devil cannot raise the dead. He fake it again to make it. It's interesting that in the last days, in the book of Revelation chapter 13, it talks about satanic power. And one of the things that Satan will try to imitate is the power of resurrection. Because it talks about in Revelation chapter 13 that uh, he gets knocked down and according to the Bible, gets shot in the eye, the Antichrist, this is the Antichrist, and then all of a sudden, he comes back imitating like he's alive. This is not in the book of Revelation, but it's in the, in the prophets speaking of it, prophesying about it. Now, the thing that's interesting is that it says that when he comes back and faking that he's alive, it says the whole world worship the beast that followed the dragon. So we're talking about there in Revelation chapter 13, satanic worship. Don't you know that satanic worship is growing like it's never grown before in our world today? It's growing not only outside the church, but in some uh, liberal apostate churches, they are also worshiping the devil. And this is quite interesting, but sad. Only God can raise the dead. He only has the power to do it. Satan fakes it to make it, but he cannot uh, do that. Number four, under this chart, God can do the supernatural. And under the devil, the devil can do no supernatural. He doesn't have the power to do that. You don't hear anything about the devil casting out demons. No, he's not about casting out demons. He's about inhabiting and possessing people. That's not supernatural. It's, it's God is the one that can cast out demons. The devil is, does these things on a natural level, but a spiritual level, because people are not following God. And my friend, I'm going to tell you something you might not want to hear. You're either serving God or the devil. You said, isn't there an in-between? No, there's no in-between. There's no straddling the fence. You're either serving God or the devil, my friend, and you need to make up your mind to serve God because the devil will influence you and destroy you and manipulate you and control you. Uh, five, under this chart with God, only God can control the natural laws. With the, under the chart with the devil, the devil cannot control natural laws. He doesn't have the power to do that. He doesn't have the power to create. He doesn't have the power to walk on the water like Jesus did. You know, he doesn't have the power to 
uh, do a natural phenomena that is uh, supernatural. Because God works in the natural, then he brings forth the supernatural. The devil can only work in the natural. He cannot work in the supernatural. And only God can control the natural laws. The devil can't control the natural laws because you got to be God in order to do that. He cannot do that. He's limited. He's finite, as I said at the beginning. And sixthly and lastly, God being all-powerful performs true miracles, which can be evident through the testimonies of people. Under Satan, the chart under Satan, Satan with his vast knowledge of God, man, and the universe can perform lying wonders, often to deceive people. See, God performs miracles, and he uh, gives evidence of, of that through the testimony of his followers. The devil, what he does is perform lying uh, wonders, and that's what he's going to do in Revelation chapter 13. And the Apostle Paul said, the devil can appear as an angel of light. So he lies. He is the father of all lies. Jesus talked about that in John 8 and 44. Satan is a liar and the father of all lies. And he'll make people think that this religion is right. That cult is right. This religion is right. My friend, I want to tell you something and they'll never forget. There's only one religion, and it's a relationship, really, that raised Jesus from the dead, the Father. And no other religion has ever been able to duplicate that or imitate that. And you know what? You know that all other religions that can't do that, they're false religions. Because when I talk to people that are involved with religions, I said, where is Buddha? Where is Zoroaster? Where is Confucius? Which the good name when they name because they only confuse people. And where is Muhammad? Where, where are these men? Where is even Martin Luther King? Where is uh, all these people that live before us? And they're gone. Mahatma Gandhi. They're just dead and gone, but Jesus still lives. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. He's still alive. He's still living, and he's on the throne, and he's coming back to judge this world in righteousness. And my friend, you better be ready. You better be prepared, because he said he'll come as a thief in the night, and a thief is not going to tell you when he's going to rob you, and he's going to attack you. You know, so the the devil is a defeated foe. And the only way he has power in your life is for you to not be in the position, but you are in the condition. When you're in the condition, the devil will use you and abuse you. So let's pray in closing. Dear Lord, this is a prayer of repentance for all those who are hearing this message. I want you to pray with me. Dear Lord, forgive me for walking in the condition. Deliver me out of the condition and put me in the position, the position of Christ, 
And when I'm in the position, I know I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. Well, all right, it's time for us to take a commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Give us a call. We're here to entertain your questions, your comments. If you need prayer, we always say prayer should be your first response and not your last resort. So be quick to pray. We're here to pray with you. And speaking of prayer, we want to thank all of you who have so consistently been praying for Contending for the Faith. It is so appreciated. We are a prayer-driven ministry. We need those prayers going up before the throne of grace to keep us going to, to for God's provision to pour into this broadcast, to touch lives for time and eternity, to give us the words that we have each week for you, all of that is powered by prayer. And so we thank you for your prayers. And we also thank you for your financial support because this is a listener-supported ministry and you have been so generous over the many years to keep us on the air. So we thank you so much uh, for your prayers and we thank you for your, your generosity and your donations to Contending for the Faith. There's several ways that you can donate. You can address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Second way is so much simpler. Simply go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the donate button and you will be a blessing for time and eternity. We can't thank you enough for all that you have done and and that you are doing and will do for contending for the faith. So we have a couple of quick announcements. Um, Next week, um, I've been given the the honor and the privilege to uh, bring a message to uh, you, the listening audience. Dr. Buckner will be away. And rather than run the best of uh, contending for the faith. Um, He has asked if I would do a message, and I will. So next week, buckle up, because I'm going to be in the hot seat, so y'all better be ready. Um, And then the following week, which would be the 19th, we will be, both of us will be out of the studio, but then we will bring you the best of contending for the faith. So we'll be back live on the 26th. So you can mark that down. Next week, you're going to hear from me, and the following week will be the best of contending for the faith. And so we encourage you to listen both nights, take notes, and we know God's going to move in a mighty way. All right, Dr. Buckner, you're about ready to entertain the phone calls. Yes. uh, Let me just add this to what you just said. Uh, Put in a plug in the Lord for my brother Gary. Uh, Gary and I go back over 20-something years 
And uh, I have been his mentor, pastor, and teacher. And Gary is, uh, has the anointing upon him from the Lord. And he is a, a, a God has blessed him to be a good speaker. And I know that uh, whatever he shares uh, with the listening audience, uh, you will be blessed by Brother Gary and the Lord. So God will use him. And we want to encourage people to uh, tune in and be blessed. And uh, we like to hear how you got blessed as well uh, mm -hmm. during that time. So anyway, just want to put in the plug there in the Lord for, for my brother. I appreciate that. And many of you may not may or may not know that uh, I'm, I am an ordained minister. So um, I have been an associate pastor at various church, churches. So I've done this, not my first rodeo. <laughs> as yes, and Gary, and Gary <laughs> has done uh, a solo program on Continuing for the Faith before. And uh, uh, maybe you might want to say what you did that time and people got blessed by it. Share a little bit about that for a minute. Well, it's really important. And one of the things that I'm passionate about is that everything starts with intimacy with God, right? We have to spend time. If we, if we call ourselves Christians, if we consider ourselves uh, followers of Jesus Christ, there are certain things that are non-negotiable. And one of those things is what I call FaceTime. We have to spend time with God. We've got to be in God's presence uh, through his word and through prayer. It's so vitally important because that's where everything begins. When you spend time with Jesus, you change. You know, Moses was on the mountain with God for 40 days and 40 nights. Guess what? He came back different. Uh, his face literally glowed. The people couldn't look at him. He reflected the glory of God. The Shekinah glory was all over him. And I believe when we spend time with God, we begin to reflect our Lord and Savior. People see him in us. We begin to change. And so FaceTime is what I call it. Long before Steve Jobs was on the scene and Apple had their products, uh, the Lord had FaceTime. The psalmist says, you know, your face will I seek. And that's what we have to do on a, on a daily basis, seek the face of the Lord. And so that was a, an earlier message that uh, presented here on Contending for the Faith. And so I'm going to surprise you next week with something. You'll see. So you've got to tune in to find out. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. Well, Amen. I'm ready to get to the, uh, the callers. Our first caller is Brother Rick on line one. Brother Rick, how you doing? I'm blessed. How about yourself? Brother, we're truly blessed in the Lord, just having a, a wonderful time and uh, just letting God use us uh, to be a blessing to you guys. So we appreciate uh, you, my brother, uh, always calling in and your support. And I want to say that to all of the uh, people listening and the callers as well, that we deeply appreciate your support. And some of you always step up to the plate more than uh, once a week. And you know who you are. And we really appreciate you because we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing unless God used you. And you're a great uh, part of our ministry, Continuing with the Faith, and helping to uh, support us. So uh, Brother Gary and I and our team of Continuing with the Faith is able to be here every Saturday to minister to you. But we couldn't do it without you being a part of our team uh, out there in the community. So thank you so much. All right, Brother Rick, what's, what's on your heart tonight? Okay, yeah, very. We know that in the news we've been hearing about the illegal immigration. We've been hearing about the uh, 
these ch children being brought over as sex slaves. Is there anything in the Bible which talks about um, talks about that subject? Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, you know, uh, well, let me put a plug in for The Sound of Freedom. Uh, that's a really good movie to see, uh, Christian base. Uh, and uh, we got a chance to see that and we uh, shed some tears, but it was really uh, a really powerful uh, movie that we want to encourage you to go and see and be blessed by it because it really breaks down a lot of things. Uh, but uh, the scriptures make uh, no direct mention of uh, pedophilia in the Bible. However, there are some biblical concepts that clearly apply to this sin uh, that uh, is happening in our world today, uh, sex trafficking and people uh, taking advantage of children and molestation and all that stuff. Uh, but even though there is no direct scripture that uh, talks about it per se, uh, we have these scriptures that we need to pay attention to. And, you know, in the Old Testament, you had all these multitude of scriptures uh, uh, that we had, like in Leviticus 18 and 21 and Deuteronomy 12 and 31 and Second uh, Kings 23 and 10. And you had scriptures like Jeremiah 7 and 31. Uh, and then you had Leviticus 20 and uh, and then you have uh, Psalms 106, 37 through 38. And it talks about uh, people offering children to Moloch and, uh, as a sacrifice. And God judged the nations and judged pagan nations and even his own people, the children of Israel, because they compromised with the pagan world around uh, you know, abusing the children and using them as sacrifices. And then there's people today that's doing the same thing in a different way. Uh, they're sacrificing our children by all sorts of wicked, evil things. And, you know, this is a terrible thing to do. And in the eyes of God, Jesus spoke directly of this. When you take advantage of a child, uh, he made it very clear. And you might want to write down these uh, passages that in Mark 9 and, and 42, and then you have Luke 17 and 2, and then you have Matthew 18 and 6. Again, Mark 9, 42, Luke 17 and 2, and Matthew 18 and 6. And Jesus talked about, but whosoever shall pin one of these little ones, which believe in me, it is better for him that a millstone were hung about his neck and that he was drowned or cast in the depth of the sea. And so uh, it's better to get a millstone and put it around your neck and go that way than to take advantage of these little ones uh, because Jesus says, I take offense to that. Anything you do to these children, he said, I take offense to it. And, and I don't care what it is as far as uh, what you're doing, Jesus cares on a greater level, and you better care. And I say don't care in the sense that, you know, I'm just being facetious with that. But I'm saying I care greatly, and God does. But you better care, too, if you're out there doing stuff to abuse children, 
teenagers, and one another, even adults. God takes serious offense to that. So anyway, Brother Rick, I hope that that uh, helps out in, uh, in addressing your question. Yeah, I mean, it, make, it makes me think about some things that are very practical. I mean, we uh, talk about abortion, and really, it's uh, it's really uh, ch 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 child sacrifices mm -hmm. from the ancient times. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what what is the difference? I, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you have any so, prayer requests? Oh uh, yeah, I want I want to give a praise report. It looks like I'm going to be uh, moving into the new place, mm -hmm. and and continue to pray for my health. Okay, well, we're going to do that, and along with that prayer, we're going to pray for uh, one of our colleagues, uh, Brother Carl Ross. Uh, he had a Please. major heart attack, and he was been a faithful brother to uh, our ministry and. Uh, when I've spoken at various places all around uh, California and beyond, Carl has been there. And when we have the Basque Convention and just uh, uh, in my seminary class, Carl is always there. But he moved to Atlanta and today uh, driving to a meeting, something was going on wrong with his heart. And then he stopped at a uh, fire, you know, fire station and they told him that you had a heart attack and they rushed him to the hospital and he's uh, in, the, you know, emergency. And, you know, we're praying for him to survive this. So, Brother Carl Ross. So let's pray for those, those needs and Brother Ricks as well, Brother Gary. Amen. <clears throat> so, Lord God, we just thank you that you are the great physician and you've never lost a case. And, Lord God, you're able to move and and do move beyond all we could ask or think and lord god we just know lord god that you can touch brother rick as well as brother carl ross at their place of need and lord god you created them you're intimately involved with every cell in their body and lord god we just bring them to you lord god because you can touch you can heal you can restore you can bless you can move and lord god in a mighty way so touch brother rick tonight at his place of need, Lord God, strengthen him and encourage him and help him to know, Lord God, that you're with him and that you're for him and that as long as he's on planet Earth, you're going to give him a work to do, to touch lives, to communicate the gospel with whoever he has in his sphere of influence, Lord God, whether he's in his new apartment, Lord God, or working with the the, the hospitals or wherever you may be, Lord God, use him to touch Use him over the phone lines, Lord God, as he ministers as well, Lord God. And again, we lift up Brother Carl Ross, Lord God. We pray for him. We pray for um, he would be restored fully, Lord God, that you, Lord God, would just grab that heart and keep it in the palm of your hand, massage his heart and bring it back to life, restore it and heal it, Lord God. And we pray, Lord God, that you would bless his wife, his children and family and give them your perfect peace surpasses all understanding. Let them have a sense of your presence even now in the hospital room, Lord God, that you're there and that you're taking care of all of them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Amen. Rick. God bless you, brother, and thank you for your call and your question.
right, Brother Gary. All right. Well, it looks like it's time for us to take a commercial break. Give us a call. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell, and once again, our phone lines are open. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. If you have questions, if you have comments, if you need prayer, especially, we want to hear from you. We want to pray with you. Like we said earlier, prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. God is just a prayer way. Whatever you need, he knows and he can and meet that need. So don't hesitate to pray. And so speaking of prayer, we always say thank you for all of your prayers for our ministry. It is so vital that you continue to pray for contending for the faith. And not only that, but we want to thank you for your generosity that you partnered with us, that you have given of your, of, you know, we have three things that, that we have that we can give time, talent and treasure and many of you have given sacrificially of your treasure to this ministry to keep it on the air and so we cannot thank you enough and so there's two ways that you can donate you can address a check or money order to contending for the faith p.o box 553 tiburon california 94920 that's contending for the faith p.o box 553 tiburon california Nine four nine two zero. Now the second way is so much simpler. Just go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org, and click on the donate button. And it's that simple. It'll be a blessing for time and eternity. Also, just want to remind you that um, next week Dr. Buckner will be out of the studio, but I will be in the hot seat bringing a message, and so you won't want to miss that. And then on the 19th, both of us will be gone. So we'll be bringing you the best of contending for the faith. And then we'll be back in studio on the 26th. So make a note of that. Um, You'll be able to tune in, take notes both of those weeks, and uh, you'll be blessed. Dr. Buckner, are you back? Yes, I'm back. All right. Well, we have Brother Jermaine waiting, if you're ready. Brother Jermaine, how are you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm doing very well. You getting any sleep? Uh, you know, what's funny is I actually was up for 30 hours due to circumstances beyond children. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's ironic. I just woke up and, and I had to call you. Are you sure you're not dreaming? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, yeah. Jermaine? Well, um, just uh, trying to be clear because I know I, I hear this a lot like how do you know something is God's will versus something you want uh, I was looking over the scripture over uh, I think it was Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 1 and 2 and it basically talks about it sounds like having multiple streams of of uh, income I guess in our language and I have several opportunities that I would like to engage in and, and because of my injury you know I feel like God kind of opened up my eyes to the necessity of that, and there's different things I want to do, but how do you know when it's God opening the door versus 
you being enthusiastic about something you should never have been involved in? Well, that's a very good question, you know, <clears throat> because uh, your question uh, is so important because, uh, you know, God wants to lead us right, and he wants to uh, help us to literally have a confirmation and conviction uh, on what he's trying to do uh, with the decisions uh, that we make in life, because a lot of the decisions that we make is not easy, and it's easy for us to follow our feelings versus faith. And so uh, God's will uh, is important that we uh, get to the point where we, I'm going to say several things on this, but God answers prayer three ways by saying yes, no, and wait. And wait is the hardest. But uh, we always want to look to scriptures for answers. And uh, and when we do that, uh, we are laying out all of these different W's that we come to grips with when we know his word uh, and we're studying it. Uh, his word will help us to know the next W, which is his will. Uh, and knowing his word, uh, uh, you're also going to know his will. And then you're going to also be filled with the spirit. Because being filled with the spirit, as Jesus talked about in John 14 and, and through ch chapters 14 to uh, 16, he talks about the spirit of truth who will lead you and guide you and to all truth. So when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, he will lead you and guide you. And what he will do is reveal to you what is his, in his word, his will, his ways, and his work, all those W. He will help you to know his word, will, ways, and work. And when it says uh, in, uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Because we want our path to be directed. And Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. So the spirit of truth leads us and guides us. And sometimes when you're not sure about something, uh, you not only seek God's face, and but you also will know his will by mature believers in the Lord that seasoned veterans like ourselves. You did the right thing and calling in uh, and saying, you know what, um, um, I want to know this. And, did, and what you do is you say, God, if this is your will, give me peace about that. So when you have peace in your soul about something that you prayed about and you see that it's come to fruition. And then others confirm that with you. And sometimes people will uh, give you a word, a prophecy around that. And all of this all together will help you to zero in on uh, what is the uh, direction that God is leading for your life and God's will is working in your life. He'll show you because he will direct you, he will lead you to his truth, he will guide you, and then you pray for peace around it, 
and confirmation. Lord, give me a give me a confirmation that this is really your will. And if it is your will, the doors will open up because you're a smooth operator. See, God opens doors and he closes doors. And he does it uh, according to his will and his ways. But when the door opens up and you have peace about that and assurance, and then the Holy Spirit comes in and convict you because he says he will convict you and he will lead you and guide you. And, he, and that's where you get the confirmation. And when you get the confirmation and you know God's a smooth operator, then you know that's his will for your life. So hopefully that's been helpful to you and and uh, and, and uh, your question that you have. Yeah, it helped me out tremendously, Dr. Berger. I really appreciate that. Thank you. And what you do is uh, uh, get back with us uh, and let us know whatever you prayed for, how that turned out. Because God is your father, right? He's our father. And uh, a father operates like this. Uh uh, he's not going to give you something that's going to hurt you. Because I remember being young and asking my father for certain things. And no, I'm not going to give you this because you get you get hurt by that and get in trouble. So your father in heaven is looking over you, and and and, mm -hmm. and he says, uh, you know, a lot of people out there say, you know, you just uh, pray, you know, just pray and act on it. No. You got to know what God's will is. And it says in 1 John 5, 14, we have this confidence that we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. So you pray according to his will. He'll give you a confirmation. He'll give you a conviction in your conscience. And then the door will open and he'll give you peace. All that together and with mm -hmm. circumstances with a confirmation under other believers who are wise. Because if you don't lean to your own understanding, what you're doing tonight, you're seeking wisdom, additional wisdom, that will help you. All right, All right thank brother. You. Thank you so, thank you so much. You have uh, any specific prayer requests? Uh, uh, yeah, actually, uh, just for God to continue to provide for my family while I'm still going through a, a legal battle with my uh, my job and with the state, and and also for uh, you know this opportunity that I believe God has opened up for me, and then you know I'll be able to report on that next time we get together. Oh, very good. Very good. Okay, Brother Gary, let's lift up Brother Yes, Lord, we just thank you for Brother Jermaine, and we thank you, Lord God, that he is your child. He's your son, and he's sensitive to, to want to do your will first, Lord God. And I, we just pray, Lord God, that you would bless him and honor him for surrendering his will to your will, Lord God, and that as a result, Lord God, you would take care of his needs Philippians 4 and 9 says, my God shall supply all of his needs, not some, not half, not three quarters, but all of his needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And so we know, Lord God, that you take care of our needs, Lord God. Sometimes even when we are in a waiting mode, Lord God, you still sustain us. You still provide for us. You still send the ravens to feed us and you make a way out of no way and until that right job or that right situation comes along <clears throat> and everything works in your time, Lord. And so help us to be patient. Help us always to be discerning. And Lord God, just bless Jermaine's family in the meantime. We pray, Lord God, that you grant him favor with this situation with 
with the state and this, um, this lawsuit, Lord God, whatever's going on, that you, Lord God, would resolve it in their favor and that you would continue to bless his family, bless that new child that they have, Lord God, as well, and be with them, strengthen them and encourage them and give Jermaine peace regarding whatever it is that you want him to do. Let him to lead him and help him to know, show him which way to go. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Jermaine. God bless you, brother, and your family, and uh, we'll keep you in our prayers. All right. God bless. God bless. Okay. Right, we have a question from Brother Alfred. He's off. wants to take his, his answer off of the air, but his question is, is the pulpit ordained or anointed by God? That is an interesting question, Brother Alfred. Thank you for that question and always asking good questions. Well, let me just say this, first and foremost, that uh, when you ask the question, is the pulpit ordained or anointed by God? I would have to say, uh, no, the pulpit is not ordained or anointed by God. And I know what people mean by that when they say, use that expression. Uh, is the pulpit ordained or anointed by God? And uh, somehow they put the pulpit in there, but they need to be stressing, is the child of God, is the man of God anointed, uh, ordained, and anointed by God? Because when you had in the Old Testament, you had kings and priests who, who were anointed, but in the New Testament, uh, if you look at 1 John 2, 1 John 2, uh, 24 through 29, it talks about all of God's children uh, who are born again or anointed by God. So it's not something, it's not something that is just a distinction be, with uh, people behind the pulpit that are anointed, but all of God's children are anointed. And you know, the, you have people like word faith teachers that talk about don't touch God's anointed, you know, and they kind of make a distinction between the leaders and the people. But John rebukes that in first uh, John two, 24 through 29 and talks about there, but the anointing, which you have received. And then he talks about the use of the word anointed two times re regarding the body of Christ. So uh, John Wesley, who was the father of the Methodist movement, uh, they called it Methodist because he would have methods of Bible studies and uh, he would use these methods and it came to known as Methodist. And John Wesley uh, would ride his horse. He was an evangelist. He ride his horse all over England. And somebody asked him one time, uh, is the, uh, where is your pulpit? He says, my pulpit is not in a church building. My pulpit is all around the world. And so, yes, the, the reality is, is that uh, we, the people, are the anointed and, are, and ordained people uh, in the Lord who are called by God, anointed by God and uh, uh, preachers. There are certain preachers that are called by God, like Jeremiah. They are, anoint they are ordained in the womb 
and those who are called by God uh, to preach the gospel, to teach it, uh, they are ordained. But the anointed is people, all believers, all believers are anointed by God. And that's something important for us to understand, not just the pastors, but all laypersons too in the, in the Lord. So we want to make a distinction, uh, not make a distinction with that, but we might want to make a reality with that and make sure that we realize that uh, who is behind the, the pulpit that is ordained or anointed. And I would just uh, not put the emphasis on the pulpit, but put the emphasis on the, who is behind the pulpit that's ordained and anointed because uh, the pulpit is wood and sometimes they have iron and it has nothing to do with it whatsoever. It's just who's behind it and who is faithful to God and uh, trustworthy and loyal. That's the issue. You want to add something to this, Gary, before we close? Oh, I think you hit the nail on the proverbial head. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast and we'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. Gary Bell, may God richly bless you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.